Andre Fleury got the ovation. The Penguins got the result. That's a perfect night in my book. It's the Mark Man Show on the X. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call or follow me on Twitter at MarkMaddenX. The crowd went nuts for Mark andre Fleury. Absolutely bonkers. The only time the hockey rink in Pittsburgh has ever been any louder for a regular season game was the night Mario Lemieux came back. The video tribute was great. Flower cried. Sid delayed getting into the face-off circle so the moment could be milked. That's a real professional right there. It was absolute magic. But like Flower said after, then I gave up five goals, and then he uttered an expletive. Uh, not that Flower could do much about it. He made some great saves, like that poke check on Malkin's breakaway. But the Penguins were in globetrotter mode, and give him credit. Vegas got up two zip, and the Penguins could have easily given into the moment. But they came back and got up 5-2. Then Vegas came back and made it 5-4. What a game. Those are two really good hockey teams. The flurry stuff was just great. Seeing him was great. Same thing with Gigolo Jimmy and Engo Derek Englund. Vegas is definitely my mistress team. Here's rooting for a Penguins Gold Knights Stanley Cup final, even though I still really hate Vegas's Twitter. Uh, Ryan Shazier was there. He stood. That was a nice moment, too. 412-333-WXDX, the number to call. The other teams still have a bunch of games in hand. But the Penguins are just four points behind first place Washington in the Metro. And now five points clear of being out of a playoff spot. The Pens have won 11 of their last 15. And all three big guns have been on fire at the same time for quite some time. And that hasn't often happened. Uh, Kessel had a goal and an assist. Gino had a goal and an assist. Sid had two helpers. Phil Kessler's just one point off the scoring lead. Evgeny Malkin is just four points off the scoring lead. Sidney Crosby is just six points off the scoring lead. And here they all come down the back stretch. Uh, Stid still hasn't got uh, goal number 400. Quite annoying at this point. He had a glorious chance about 30 seconds in, but Flurry turned aside his tip. If Sid scores number 400 before they even play the tribute video for Flower, that spoils the moment uh, a bit. Maybe Sid missed on purpose. Uh, so a great night at the hockey rink. What's your take? 412-333-WXDX. The Penguins got two more players hurt. Ronnie and Kuhnhockel, both forwards. Pile them on top of Sherry and Hornquist. And, well, some things need to be done both in terms of who they call up and the way they arrange their lines at 4 p.m. I'll tell you exactly what I think uh, Mike Sullivan needs to do moving forward. Uh, Sully did what he needed to do last night. When the Penguins got down to zip, Sully consolidated the lines. He put Kessel with Gino, and he put Gensel with Sid. Things certainly took off from there. 
How about Reeves getting a goal to make it two to one? And then Cole scores. Flurry was stoning the big three, Sid, Gino, and Phil, and then Reeves and Cole score. Two guys who ain't always been getting in the lineup lately. For what my opinion's worth, I'd play them every night. Uh, so everybody cried last night at PPG Paints Arena. They're also crying in Indianapolis because Josh McDaniels was supposed to be the Colts' new head coach, but McDaniels reneged and will stay with New England as their offensive coordinator. So why did this happen? I've got four guesses. One, Andrew Luck might not be ready to play anytime soon, and without him at quarterback, the Colts won't be very good. The Patriots gave McDaniels a deal where he succeeds Belichick when the time comes. Three, the Patriots gave McDaniels a bunch of money to stay put and screw Indy because the owner is still mad about Deflategate, the Colts ratting out the Patriots. Robert Kraft with that chip perpetually on his shoulder. And possibility number four, Hall of the Above. What the Colts do now should be obvious. Pat McAfee should be their next coach. He should be the NFL's first ever coach slash punter. So it has been said, so it must come to pass. Part of the problem was, you can't officially start the hiring process until after an assistant coach's season is over, and you certainly can't put pen to paper until that assistant coach's season is over. As you may have noticed, New England got to the Super Bowl, and yo, if New England has promised McDaniel the job after Belichick retires, doesn't that urinate all over the Rooney rule? I got more on the McDaniel situation a bit later. Peter King wrote an excellent article about it. Check out uh, mondaymorningquarterback.com. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, how about Ian Cole? He's been back five games since being scratched. He's got a goal and three assists in those five games, and the Pens have won four of those five games. That guy just got to stay in the lineup. Cole has three goals this season. Two are on Flurry. Go figure that. So I would keep Cole in the lineup. I would keep Reeves in the lineup. Maybe Dominic Simone doesn't need to stay in the lineup. He had a, two lazy penalties last night. And Simone is starting to not look the part. Then again, consider all the injuries. Somebody's got to play forward. But the big story for the Penguins game last night is the Marc-Andre Furry love fest. It really was a night that Penns fans will remember forever. Uh, all kinds of great tweets put out in the wake of last night. An interesting one from Brooklyn Chase, who is a super hot porn chick who lives in Beaver County. No kidding. Uh, Brooklyn went on Twitter and said she cried. How sweet, because I, I looked at her face, and I assumed those were tears, but I just wasn't sure. Uh, Art Rooney II spoke to the media today. He made some interesting comments. This is courtesy of Ed Bouchette's Twitter, by the way. 
Ed writes for the Post-Gazette and works for the B-Team. But once it's on Twitter, it's public domain. Uh, Rooney said that Roethlisberger wants to play beyond his contract, which has two years to run, and they will try to figure out a possible extension at some point. you got to love Ben. One minute he's retiring, and the next minute he's going to play at least three more years. Ben is a nice bunch of guys. Uh, Art said not only is he happy with Mike Tomlin as coach, but that he's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Yep. 13-3 and three is a great regular season record. A great regular season record. Great in the regular season, no doubt. He's great in the regular season. Uh, Art said that despite what people said, that the Steelers were focused in 2017, quote, I would say you don't win 13 games if you're not a focused group. I agree. Very focused in the regular season. But it takes a different kind of focus to win in the playoffs, and the Steelers do not have that. I know because they went 0-1 in the playoffs. Uh, Art said the Steelers would like to have a Long-term contract with Le'Veon Bell? Well, Art, if you pay Lev $15 million per year, that should be no problem. If you don't badly overpay, well, there could be a problem. Uh, but, but Art continued that both sides want to get things done when it comes to contract and said regarding franchising Bell again, we will cross that bridge when we come to it, unquote. Uh, Art if you franchise Bell, Bell may jump off that bridge. Or rap, one or the other. I'm not sure which would be worse. Uh, Art said that waving James Harrison was a disappointment. Uh, indicated that he, Art, was involved. Quote, we had discussions about James over the course of the season. Unquote. See, I don't know what's to discuss. If Harrison isn't good enough to play, he doesn't play. Why does the backup right outside linebacker merit constant discussion, let alone discussion that involves the team owner? Uh, regarding Harrison's departure to New England, Art said there's probably blame on both sides of the fence. When you make a decision to let players go, you know someone can pick them up, unquote. Uh, Harrison was a jerk, and the Steelers rewarded Harrison for being a jerk. That's exactly what happened. Uh, Art talked about the future of Ryan Shazier. Quote, I expect Ryan is going to be here one way or the other and have a role on the team one way or the other in 2018. Okay, this won't be a popular thing for me to say, but uh, I don't see the point of Shazier having a role on the team. What could he possibly do in his condition besides be an ambassador or whatever? Shazier should be 100% focused on getting well. Period. I got some more stuff that Art Rooney said in just a few moments. We got uh, Mike Rupp talking hockey at 4.30 and Serbian Reactionary Day on Kovacevic at 5.30. It's the Mark Madden Show, 105.90X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Go ahead, you can say it because it's true. It's damn true. Hey, Mark. Love the show. Thank you for making my day. Yeah. The X at 105.9. I actually have too much material today. This Art Rooney uh, media gathering, which inexplicably I was not invited to, kind of threw me for a loop. Uh, 
Art talked about letting Todd Haley go, quote, not too much other than there are times when you make a move to make change. Loosely translated, that means Ben hated Haley. Art can't say that, but I can. And Haley made bad play calls in pressure situations because he wanted to look smart. I know about the yards. I know about the points. I know about Ben staying uninjured. Todd Haley was not a good big play play caller. And that was proven time and again, especially in big games. Uh, Rooney again said that uh, the Steelers didn't lose to Jacksonville because they were looking ahead to New England. Quote, two turnovers had more to do with the loss to Jacksonville than any comments, unquote. And maybe that's true. But it's impossible to ignore the potential lack of focus when your own head coach started that ball rolling on national television. Uh, Art said, uh, uh, remember that story on ProFootballTalk.com that the limited partners in the Steelers' ownership wanted him to fire Tomlin? Art said, quote, I didn't get that letter yet. I don't know if it's coming by Pony Express, unquote. Now, what Art's saying here is he didn't get a formal letter, a formal request from the limited partners to fire Tomlin. But Art isn't saying that request wasn't made because I know for sure it was. But that said, the key word in limited partners is limited, not partners. And finally, uh, Art said that the Jesse James play was actually called the right way, but he doesn't agree with the catch rule. Art's right, and I said so then. The rule was called properly. It's just a screwy rule. 412-333-9939, the number to call up. The flurry thing last night was just tremendous. Let's go to Sean in Brookline. Sean, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Mark. How you doing, man? What's up? Do you think that the, the ovation that Flurry received and obviously all the, the, the media attention it's getting, do you think that that has an effect, you know, across the league in terms of influencing, you know, free agents in the future? Not in the very least. Anything else? No. Okay. I mean, you really think that because Marc-Andre Fleury got a standing ovation his return to Pittsburgh, that that would influence free agents to come here? Well, I think seeing how we appreciate... If anything, that would influence Penguins free agents to leave so they could come back and get the standing ovation. Bro, you're, you're thinking way too much. It was a nice moment, and it meant a lot to the fans and to Fleury, but nothing at all past that. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine is the number to call up. Next segment, I'm going to talk about. I know it's going to be hard to believe, but the Pirates are pulling a fast one, well, an ironic one certainly, to try to gouge even more money out of you dopes. If you want a little sneak preview, go to the Mark Madden page at wxdx.com. But uh, let me let me tease you by saying. They made money when Kutch left. They're going to make still more money when Kutch comes back with San Francisco. And wait till you hear what they're doing to bleed out every last dime of profit when Kutch is at PNC as a member of the visiting team. Uh, meantime, here's some upsetting news. The last bowling alley in Albany, New York, is about to close. How can an American city 
I'd have a bowling alley. That sounds communist or fascist or like something Trump would do. According to Google, we got over 20 bowling alleys in Pittsburgh, assuming those are all still open. Pittsburgh is a good bowling town. Uh, uh, referring to the Google list, is there really a bowling alley in Millville? Millville Lanes. Because I drive through Millville, and I'm on the street that, I, I forget if it's on which main drag it's on, but I'm on that street that the bowling alley's reputed to be on like five times a week, and I've never seen a sign for Millville Lanes. But I would go to Millville Lanes, not to bowl, to drink. Uh, I miss McKnight Lanes on McKnight Road. McKnight Lanes was a North Hills landmark for so many years. Now it's a bed, bath, and beyond. I do so wish it was 25 years ago. Up next, Nutting wants more of your money. Here's how he intends to get it. He's going to profit off Kutch after getting rid of Kutch. 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Are you saying that because you know it'll make me make fun of you? Yes, I love you, Mark. But I'll be quite blunt, slap nuts. The X at 105.9. Millville Lanes, a bowling alley, located on Lincoln Avenue in Millville, above the Lincoln Pharmacy. They used to be quite popular back in the day to have bowling alleys on the second floor of a building over another business. But are Millville Lane still open? That we can't figure out. You can tell me by Twitter, at Mark Madden X. Right now, we have bigger fish to fry. Although no matter how much we grease up the pan and throw Bob Nutting in, he never seems to generate the proper amount of heat. He just keeps taking and taking and then taking some more. And that's what he's doing when Andrew McCutcheon comes back to Pittsburgh with his new team, the San Francisco Giants. The Pirates employ something called dynamic pricing. They raise or lower ticket prices depending on demand and opponents. For example, what's the toughest ticket to get in a given Pirate season? Opening day, of course. Might be the only sellout except this year when it might not be. On opening day against Minnesota, a reserve seat in right field cost 55 bucks. The very next game, also against Minnesota, the same seat costs just $21. The Pirates charge more for premium foes like St. Louis and the Chicago Cubs. I get it. It's what's best for business. But it sucks, and it's gouging every cent possible, even as payroll shrinks. Now, here's where it gets funny, although I doubt you're going to laugh. The Pirates have designated San Francisco a premium ticket. San Francisco wasn't last year, is this year. Why? Because they have ex-Pirate Andrew McCutcheon. So, the Pirates traded McCutcheon to save money. Now when Kutch returns to PNC Park as a member of the Giants, the Pirates will make additional dollars by charging you more to see him. Nutting profited by McCutcheon's exit, now he will profit by Kutch's return. The market dictates. You don't have to go if you don't want to. 
No one has a gun to your head. Like I said, best for business. But it is unquestionably naked greed on the part of Bob Nutting. Unquestioned naked greed. Now, here's a sample of the Pirates' pricing for McCutcheon's return. On Sunday, May 13, San Francisco PNC Park, a lower infield box seat cost 57 bucks, and a reserve seat in right field cost 27 bucks. Two days later, when the Chicago White Sox visit, those same tickets cost $45 and $21. A difference of $12 for a lower infield box seat, a difference of $6 for a reserve seat in right field. I could bore you by going down the list and giving you all the price differentials, but you get the idea. And yeah, it being a Sunday game probably puts another couple dollars onto the price, but they're charging more for you to see the guy they got rid of to save money. Extra profit on both ends. Naked greed on the part of the hillbilly prince. It's dripping with irony. Actually, it's dripping with a lot of stuff, but but mostly irony. Uh, by the way, and this will be a debate when the Giants come to town in May, but let me just put it out there. Andrew McCutcheon's return to PNC will not engender quite the same love fest Mark andre Fleury's homecoming did last night. And the biggest reason for that is Kutch never won. Kutch had great regular season stats, hardly played in the playoffs, no home runs, no ribbies, no playoff series wins. Flower got three rings, was a major factor in winning two of them. And as nice a guy as Kutch appears to be, those who like him really like him. I know people who don't like Kutch. I don't know anyone, not one person, that doesn't love, forget like, doesn't love Mark andre Fleury. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Let's go to TC in Coriopolis. TC, you're on the Mark Madden Show. TC, you there? Okay. Thank you for the call, TC. Oh, uh, actually, a Steeler note in addition to the Art Rooney comments. Carnell Lake quit as the Steelers' defensive backs coach. I wonder if Carnell jumped before he got pushed. Uh, I didn't see the young DBs getting much better this year. So I can't say the Steelers will miss Carnell Lake, or that they can't do better. Um, Art Rooney said there might be uh, one hire besides the Lake hire on the coaching staff because they replaced uh, Todd Haley from within with Randy Fickner. Okay, let's get back to the pens. By the way, if you're wondering why we are taking like one call at a time and then there's a long wait for another call, our phone system is crippled, but not totally crippled. We could take one call at a time, but no more. You know what I would just love? I would love to come to work one day and have it be an easy day. The little nonsense, and I'm sure this is true at your workplace too, the little silliness just adds up. Case in point, I very rarely have to use the copy machine here at work. 
Today I do, and it's broken. I just want one day at work to be easy. You know what days are going to be easy? Friday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, because I'm off five straight days after tomorrow. Uh, Getting back to the Penguins. How about friggin' Evgeny Malkin? Gino scored again. He scored in five consecutive games. He has nine goals in those five games. He's got 30 on the season. Like I said, it's rare when all three of the big guns are in Fuego at the same time. It is wonderful. Yes. I can't get that quite right. I got to get Matt Hardy back on to teach me how to how to do that. Uh, Sid has one goal in 10 games, which would be a problem if he didn't also have 14 assists in those 10 games. I do wish Sid would get that 400th career goal over and done with. Settle for the empty net goal if you have to. Let's go to Dan in Moon Township. Dan, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Good day. How are you? Terrific. Hey, I just, uh, wonderful game last night. Just a, a wonderful Pittsburgh moment. Certainly, I couldn't agree with you more. Delightful. Yes. Very much Not so. Not much and, better. <laughs> yeah. I mean, every Pittsburgher you know, you talk about, even the non-hockey fans, pure love for Flurry, and it was just in the air electric. Certainly, uh, Seeing Shazier stand up, um, it was just a powerful, wonderful sports moment. And, you know, I've been very fortunate to to been to many, but I could not be more proud to be a Pittsburgher and really look at Flurry as the typical Pittsburgher. So I uh, just wanted to say that. But he's he's the question. typical Pittsburgher with a Canadian passport, a Quebec accent that, that is a multimillionaire, yep. yes. North Pittsburgh. So a slightly different accent in North Pittsburgh. But I do have one question for you. Okay. What? Latang, we've commented about his game. You, you, I see it coming back a little bit. Did you do you notice that his stick length seems longer this year? Yeah, I, I don't think that's true. Uh, Tanger is playing better, but he's still prone to like a huge mistake. Uh, I'm no one to tell Christopher Latang how to play. He's one of the best defensemen of his generation, one of the best skaters, a physical presence, great puck handler. I wish he'd realized that in certain situations, less is more. But I think he just wants so badly to contribute. I think he came back too early from his rehab after the next surgery. I think he's still catching up. I think Chris Letang will hit top gear when they need him to hit top gear. Look at Olimata. Took him two years to totally recover from all his maladies. But now he's perhaps this year consistently the Penguins' best defenseman. Don't worry about Tanger. Tanger's going to be just fine. Um, I, I, it strikes me, I gave some advice on yesterday's program. The Penguins did not heat. If you get a breakaway on Flurry, don't make a move. That's his strength. Just shoot. Malkin didn't listen. He got poked. Gensel didn't listen. He got stuffed. Really scary. Not, not so much scary, but just a vile incident last night in the NHL. Alex Burroughs of Ottawa got in a fight with Taylor Hall of New Jersey. And when they fell to the ice, Burroughs repeatedly need Taylor Hall in the head. Uh, Burroughs has always been a dink. And that dates back to his days playing deck hockey for Canada's national team. And I understand it's a rough game and emotions can get the better of your judgment. 
but it's too often too much with this scumbag. And last night was way, way too much. I would hope that merits at least, at least a 10-game suspension. 412-333-9939 is the number to call up. Our buddy Peter King did a lengthy story at the Monday Morning Quarterback website about why Josh McDaniels uh, reneged on the Colts' head coaching job. Uh, he's going to stay the offensive coordinator for New England. Uh, Peter says McDaniels was at the Patriots facility yesterday to clean out his office, but he got buttonholed by uh, the owner and head coach, Kraft and Belichick, and agreed to stay. This sucks for the Colts because their number two choice, Mike Vrabel, the former Steeler linebacker, better known for his Super Bowls that he won with the Patriots. How about Mike Vrabel? It would, would play tight end in the goal line offense? On his career, he caught 12 passes, every one for a touchdown. That got to be at least tied for a record. Uh, so it sucks for the Colts, but without a contract, there is no deal. And I know they hired some assistant coaches based on thinking McDaniels was going to come there. But they shouldn't have done that because without a contract, there is no deal. Uh, Peter King wrote that McDaniels is concerned about Luck's health, uh, the any quarterback, Andrew Luck. Chris Mortensen now is reporting that Luck might need, might need yet another sh- surgery on his throwing shoulder. I think that would make three. Yikes. Uh, McDaniels didn't want to move his family, all that jazz. King also reports that McDaniels does not have a written agreement to succeed Belichick as head coach and that there is no timetable for McDaniels to succeed Belichick. Hey, the bottom line is, I say again, no contract, no deal. No contract, no deal. Without a contract, McDaniels could do what he wants, and Indianapolis was foolish to hire assistants and make other moves, assuming McDaniels would sign his contract when he hadn't yet. Let's go to, uh, I guess TC is going to try again. TC and Coriopolis. You're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Triple M, how you doing? Double M. Well, I got a new one for you. Why Triple, Triple M? M? Massive Mark Madden. How about uh, TC, the blank, blank. Well, I can't say the word, it's but... A, it's a t- Tribute to your massive I don't, intellect. I don't need a tribute for anything massive except... All right, all right, all right. I was trying to be funny. You failed miserably. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, listen, here's the deal. You were talking about the pirates. <laughs> okay. Goodbye. I'll waste your time all day. And laugh about it. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. I don't need you to be funny. I don't need anyone out there to be funny. You're not as funny as me. I don't need you to be funny. Period. At four o'clock, I'm going to talk about uh, what the Penguins need to do up front with Hornquist and Sherry out, and now it looks like Ronnie and Coonhawk will be out. Although I saw Kuhnhawk leave the premises, he wasn't in any way impaired, but Ronnie, when he left the ice boy, it looked like a, a broken something, whether foot or ankle, from blocking that shot. Uh, you know, I'm going to take a part at 5 o'clock. 
is Tony Dungy. Tony Dungy is a fake-ass Christian who spends more time hating than he does uh, loving. Just a sanctimonious pile of horse manure. And if you're wondering if something was said or done today to trigger me, yes, that's the case with Tony Dungy. But, but I've never liked him, never trusted him, and everybody speaks so highly of him, but I see right through him. Right through him. Let's go to Thad. Oh, we got all the phones working now. Happy days are here again. I bet the copier's still broken. Thad in North Versailles. Thad, you're on with Double M. What's up, Mike? Mark, what up? I'm sorry. Hey, uh, what did you think of the uh, tribute song for Mark last night? What was the song again? I was too busy watching the video. Just one night? or One, one night only. I'm sorry. One night only? Well, that the, the Struts, I believe, do that song. They're one of my favorite new groups. But I, you know, I, again, I I don't put much stock in having to match the perfect song with the tribute video. I I just wanted to see how the video summarized what Mark did here in Pittsburgh, and I thought it did a marvelous job. I did not I cry though. I did I, not I, cry I, I agree. because I'm a real man. Mark Andre Fleury did cry. He's a sissy Mary. That's why he gave up five. I didn't cry. I'm a real man. I'm all man, mister. I think Murray was crying too, but that was tears of joy. No, I think Muzz misses Mark quite a bit. They're very close, and and Mark did a lot to help Matthew Murray. That's one of the few true, legitimate uh, mentor-pupil relationships in pro sports I've ever witnessed. Usually, Murray's glad that he's the one. Why? Why are you interrupting? Goodbye. Usually the veteran sabotages the young guy under the premise of helping him. That wasn't the case with Mark and, and, and Matthew Murray. Let's go to the dude at the bowling alley. Maybe it's Millville Lanes. Dude, which bowling alley are you at, man? Uh, that's an undisclosed location. What do you got? Hey, I was wondering if you could compare the uh, the flurry kind of homecoming to the uh, Mario Lemieux return game. No, very different. Mario Lemieux returned as a member of the Penguins, scored a goal, and opened up a big can of hope for a team that was okay but became a legitimate contender that year, 2000-2001, once he suited up. And it was the return of the greatest hockey player ever. Last night was the return of the Penguins' greatest goalie ever in a different uniform. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Last night was an electric moment. The only moment that was better in the regular season in the history of Pittsburgh's hockey rink was that Lemieux comeback. Uh, but it was a few decibels above. I know because I was at both. Let's go to Larry in Green Tree. Larry, you're on with Double M. How are you? What up? Um, the, I wanted to talk about that. The third period, they really they looked so good. Uh yeah, until they gave up those two late goals. Yeah, yeah, but it seemed like they were playing like they were playing in the the first, not the first cup, but the second cup. But well, they played like the Globetrotters and with about the same commitment to defense. I mean, they yeah. made a lot of great plays, scored some great goals, came back from two zip down, was ahead 5-2, but then it closed within 5-4. There's still some work to be done in the defensive end, not by the goaltender. The goaltender, I mean, Murray let up the one bad goal, the bad angle goal to Marchessault to make it 5-4. So 
But he made some real good saves, too. Made a real big save when it was 2-0 Vegas. On I forget who had a chance, but it was nailed on. It could have put the game away. It reminded me very much of the saves that Marc-Andre Fleury so frequently made for Pittsburgh in tight situations. But there's still a lot of work to be done on defense, bro, and a lot of work yeah. to be done in the neutral zone, and a lot of work to be done managing the puck. In just a moment, my no, I'm like all over the place today. My notes, I, I, like I said, I have too much information. I want to know, here, here's what I want your feedback on. Your take on last night's Flurry Love Fest, I thought it was fantastic. Your thoughts on Shazier, uh, with help, finding his feet. I think there's a lot of work to be done there, too. And again, Art Rooney today talked about Shazier having a role with the team next year. See, this is, it's tough to say what you mean without it coming off bad. But he's not on the team right now. And you can keep a guy like that around for a while. I don't think you can keep him around indefinitely. I think he needs to get himself as healthy as he can and then decide what to do with the rest of his life. This might I don't think him being around the team every day next year would necessarily be a healthy situation for him or for the team. And I'm not saying that because, you know, hey, go away, you can't walk, not in the least. But it just doesn't strike me as something you shouldn't hold on to what you can't get. And that goes both ways in that situation. But it, it was uh, cool last night when he stood up at the game. Uh, the, the flurry stuff was, for me, the, the, the main course of everything, though, by far and away. So what did you think of last night? Uh, what's your take on the Pirates charging more for tickets when McCutcheon comes back to town? That's just great. I, I do love it. He wants every dollar. That's what nothing wants from you. He wants every single dollar. He doesn't care if he wins or not. He doesn't care if you care. He doesn't care if you know what he's doing. And if you don't buy now, my God, you're not paying attention. He wants every dollar. And the sad part is a lot of you are going to give him every dollar he wants. 1059 X. Mark, love the show. Double M, big fan, big fan. He's a game changer. He's a guy that makes a big difference. Ooh, that's a good one. DX at 105.9. It feels like today's show should be over already. Gone over so much stuff. Still got Mike Rupp and Dejan Kovacevic to go. Mike Rupp at 430. I have too many concerts to go to. I said I was going to slow it down this year, but I got four White Snake shows this summer, three Michael Schenker Group shows in the spring. I got Robert Plant in New York next week. I got the Skinner Tour. And now today, Ozzy Osbourne announced a major tour. No Pittsburgh shows, but Cleveland and Las Vegas. I'm going to be all over the place. No quarter. Brought to you by CW Electrical Services. Make the switch at CWElectricalServices.com. Uh, some terrible news today. Tommy Bellin passed away. A great local bass player. Played with a lot of great local bands, including the Reb Beach Project. I saw him play many times with Reb. So uh, condolences to friends and family. 
I'm very sorry to hear of Tommy Bellin's passing. Let's go real quick to Aaron. Aaron, you're on with Mark. Hey, Double M. What's up, man? What up, man? Hey, hey man, I want to know what that quote is about nutting, about we giving the money, and about how we make it, he takes our money, makes it his money. It's a great quote. The smartest thing Bob Nutting ever did was get pirate fans to care about his money like it's their money, even as he took their money and made it his money. Yeah, that's perfect. It's perfect, man. And I said I it, it. And I said it years and years ago. In just 30 seconds, we're going to talk about what the Penguins should do up front with not one, not two, not three, but four regular forwards currently injured. 105.9 X.